0: This is the Heartland Daily Podcast. The other day, Donald Kendall, the Deputy Director of the Socialism Research Center at the Heartland Institute, was a guest on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560 The Answer in Chicago. Donald is a frequent guest and has now started a monthly segment with Sean Thompson called Davos Watch. This week begins the annual meeting of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, where global leaders, far removed from the people, plan out how the future will look. It seems we get very little say in these matters, but that doesn't have to be a permanent state of affairs. The first step is getting informed about the WEF, the Davos Agenda, and what it will mean to our freedom. Spoiler alert, the WEF crowd is not all that interested in our freedom. In fact, they considered it a troublesome barrier to their aims. Have a listen to Donald Kendall's first Davos Watch installment on this excellent radio program, The Sean Thompson Show, which you should definitely seek out and listen to regularly. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so
1: everybody just follow me. I think the problem with uh, Americans is that they were overconfident in the amount of citizens that love the idea of being free, of having liberty, of not being slaves to a society that had oligarchs and they were comfortable in it.
2: The COVID-19 crisis has shown us that our old systems are not fit anymore for the 21st century. It has laid bare the fundamental lack of social cohesion, fairness, inclusion, and equality. In short, we need a great reset.
1: My next guest is a specialist in this sector of the transformation of America into a fascistic dictatorship. He is the Heartlands Socialism Research Fellow at the Research Center. He's also in the In the Tank podcast. Stopping Socialism TV. He is Donald Kendall. Donald, how are you? Thank you for joining me. Uh, you know, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me on. Well, these are interesting times because Davos is back in effect, isn't it? When does that meeting of pretend oligarchs, and uh, I'm wondering, do you have how many of them were on Epstein's Island? Do, do the list correspond?
2: <laughs> yeah, you know what? I still have to do some analysis on there, but I, I'm sure that there is at least some overlap, but yes, <laughs> Davos 2024 is taking place in just about a week and a half. Starts January 15th. will run for a week and will surely host all of the biggest and best stars on the world leadership stage, business leadership stage. And they'll all be going down to that nice little posh ski resort in Switzerland where they'll talk about what the best ways to kind of carve up uh, influence in the world stage and you know, how to best control the lives of the lowly peasants like you and I.
1: I mean, I'll tell you the truth. We should just call them Spectre at this point, because this is really what we're facing here. These are, uh, you know, this was considered a conspiracy theory until they had actual video of people attending these meetings. These meetings are the ones that uh, are occupied by people who are recipients of our foreign policy money, of the International Monetary Fund, of the Bank. We really don't have an idea of how many hundreds of billions, if not trillions of dollars, of the American taxpayer has gone to these these uh attendees of such diabolical uh conspiracies. Do we? Yeah.
2: Yeah, no doubt. And 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 kind of one of the one of the other things that I really wanted to highlight in this uh in this chat with you is that, you know, I think like every time there's one of these Davos meetings or one of these COP twenty seven, whatever number they're up to, meetings, some climate affair or something like that. There's usually an article that will go around and pointing at the hypocrisy of these world leaders. They go to these places for a week and virtue signal about the climate, but they're jetting around in their private planes and they're getting five-course dinners and all of this sort of thing. And it's just like that – and that's the extent of the exposure uh, a lot of times when it comes to the media in Davos. And it almost just kind of seems like we just make fun of them for being hypocritical like that but in reality they wield in such massive levels of influence that just focusing on that like kind of hypocritical nature of them does not do the threat that they represent to liberty across the world justice so that's that's kind of the main reason why I wanted to talk to you today about you know the upcoming Davos conference
1: well you know what's interesting is the way in which they keep funneling membership I find this to be fascinating most people don't understand what Rhodes scholar is or who Rhodes was and how he is a direct liaison to these kind of uh, uh, world economic, world uh, uh, governing entities, and this is all something where a lot of these participants are either Rhodes Scholars or part of that Young Presidents Club, aren't they?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, the so not only will you have all of these, you know, the, from the Al Gore's of the world to you know the higher ups in the Biden administration going into the to Davos. And then they sit and get lectured to for a week straight about all of the things that are, need their dire attention, how they're the only ones that are in the positions and they have the power. No, they have the duty to do something about it. Not only do they have a week of that, and, and then they come home and they spread that same dialogue you know, through their avenues of influence, but the Young Global Leaders Program, which is Davos, one of their biggest programs. And basically, what that is, is they see these kind of up and coming people on the world stage, whether it's in the business sphere or the political sphere, and then they bring them into this young global leaders program. And some of the names, just to name a few, because there's hundreds and hundreds of these people, but uh, Justin Trudeau from Canada, Emmanuel Macron, Angela Merkel, Gordon Brown, Gavin Newsom, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, the list goes on and on Leonardo DiCaprio, Paul Krugman, like these are just
1: a few. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, he's just like the model at the auto show. He's not really involved in anything. Well, yeah, and, and, you know, there's the question of, like, well, what
2: does that mean, young global leaders? Is this just like a plaque that they get for, you know, kind of being a, a notable person or something? And, and maybe it is in some cases, like you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm not sure what his uh, initiation process was for being a young global leader. But according to the World Economic Forum website, they have a criteria that they talk about uh, and what they what they look for in their nominees. And then they talk about how their nominees are invited to join the community and embark on a three-year transformational journey. So I could only imagine
0: it's like how hot, much— orange.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Like how, how much of that three years are their eyelids peeled back and watching a screen of uh, you know terrible stuff resulting from climate change and income inequality? I don't know, but I will say that there is uh, there is some data that backs some studies that kind of backs up uh, that downstream from young global leaders in positions of power. Are policy changes that, that follow through with that. So there was this one study that I was looking at that was trying to find a correlation between countries that had a high proportion of people in the administration that were part of this Young Global Leaders program from the World Economic Forum, and the policies that they passed during COVID-19. And they found a strong, a, a statistically significant correlation between those two. And it, it it shouldn't surprise anybody. I mean that that seems that seems. Well, Somewhat obvious, but the fact that they are having the World Economic Forum, like I uh, like I mentioned, they deal in influence. That's their currency, and if their influence is spreading across the entire globe and infiltrating administrations of governments across the world, I mean, you called it specter, somewhat jokingly, but it's
1: really not not that no. far of a stretch. Well, and you know, you know, to me, it's always the money, right? So you see the policy profiteering, the agenda, but here is the silver lining, the way I see it we have the benefit of history history has vindicated those contrarians who rejected the fascism of American style they rejected the nonsense and the stupidity from the lockdowns you can't go see your brother your mother whatever the masks and the, and and most importantly the bipartisan support of what appears to be a very detriment, detrimental drug called the vaccine and now we have the history we have the uptick in deaths we have the unexplained myocarditis we have the unexplained uh, uh, youth problems of health we got the Jimmy leg, the Bell's palsy all the rest of it so you know you're always only gonna get the thinking people that wanna think anyway but I think this kind of failure is historic and I don't think these entities have any credibility among people of reason that's why WGN news ABC and all the rest of it in Chicago it's more of something you watch to laugh at than something you watch at to be informed so I think they have a credibility problem do do you think they're aware that the bulk of humanity that has an IQ over 60 rejects their nonsense spiel on COVID-19 yeah. alone
2: so I, I absolutely do believe that and I think that a lot of these things whether it's from the the ESG and the great reset stuff that I've been on your show endlessly talking about over the past couple of years uh, or or some of these other policies that they've kind of been behind They've been able to do that with very little attention of just your average day citizen. Uh, Like I said, they deal in influence, but they deal in influence at such a higher level that they don't actually want people like you and I to pay attention to them. They want the Al Gore's and the the John Carries and the Joe Biden's to pay attention to them. They don't want us to pay attention to them. And then when something like the Great Reset actually catches on and people are saying, like, hey, I don't like that – then what do they do? They don't try to convince us that's a good idea. They change the name. They, they put a, a different coloring on that, a uh, different flavor on that idea. Climate and change. And try to move away from it. Exactly.
1: The golden goose of fascism, right? The fraud science. That provable fraud science that's been wrong for 70 years, every prediction, from when I was young, the ice age is coming, to you're going to have to wear a, a, a moon suit to go out, the sun will be so bad. And the reality is, I think they're overestimating how many people buy that nonsense fraud lie alone.
2: Do you? No, what they, they what they want is to, like I said, influence the top level people and then allow them to go to their, you know, their, their back to their country and then, then spread it through their trusted avenues, right? And when they get brought up, like, oh, it turns out that these guys are the ones that are feeding all of this propaganda to everybody. Like, we should pay attention to them. They're like, oh, no, 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 don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. And, and one further piece of evidence of this, if you go onto the World Economic Forum website right now and look at, uh, you know, Davos 2024 link, and it says, you know, what's coming, what to expect in our conference, their main overarching theme for this entire conference is rebuilding trust and it says we want to get back to the basics of a, a spirit of open and constructive dialogue between leaders of government business and civil society and i'm over here wondering oh huh, what could have happened in the last couple of years that would have destroyed the trust of these uh, government officials and these international organizations i can't possibly know but i bet Klaus schwab knows and better yeah. yet i bet he i bet he has the solutions to uh you know to, to fix that problem
0: Before we get to the rest of this podcast, I wanted to let you know about two fantastic live podcasts Heartland produces every week. We'd love for you to join us every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central, live for our flagship In the Tank podcast. You can watch on the Stopping Socialism TV channel on YouTube, where you can participate in the show in the chat with other fans and also ask questions that we'll address on the air and put up on the screen. And every Friday, also at 1 p.m. Eastern and noon Central time, you can go to Heartland's main YouTube channel. Just search for the Heartland Institute on YouTube for Climate Change Roundtable. Heartland's climate team of Anthony Watts, Sterling Burnett, and Linnea Lucan cover the crazy climate news of the week, debunk mainstream media myths about the so-called climate crisis, dig into energy policy, and much more. The show also often features guests that include some of the leading climate scientists and energy policy experts anywhere in the world. There is no show like it anywhere. So become regular live viewers of both of these programs if you are interested in smart, lively, fun, and interactive conversations. We hope to see you there every Thursday and Friday afternoons at 1 p.m. Eastern and noon Central at the Stopping Socialism TV channel and the Heartland Institute channel on YouTube. Oh, yeah, we're also on Rumble. See
1: you there. Can I tell you what's been bothering me is um, the admissions of the fraud in these so-called loan guarantees. You know, it was amazing to me, number one, that anybody would be unaware of what Joe Biden, what kind of political traitor he was and what whore he was to these corrupt oligarchs. But when he admitted that he steered the billion-dollar loan guarantee, that part got left out of the, the, the controversy. The fact of the matter is we, the American people, have been funding these frauds, these thieves like Klaus Schwab's and George Soros. We're funding them. And we're the ones guaranteeing the loans. And nobody ever gets an audit of those loans. And you're talking, kid, of hundreds of billions of dollars. And we have no accounting for it. Do you think it's time we have a forensic audit and we the people demand that these morons calling themselves representatives push for a forensic audit of the IMF bank and the loan guarantees that are given out to these foreign policy forthright members like Klaus Schwab?
2: Yeah, I think it's long past due for something like that on all levels of these international organizations. Like, for too long, it, it's just been kind of like, oh, the UN, they don't have any real power over us, you know, and we just kind of snicker at them as, you know, I'm talking ge- conservatives in general. And we've just like not paid them the attention that they rightly deserve to be paid and a critical attention. And, and yeah, I, I think across the board, whether you're talking about the International Monetary Fund, World Bank, you know, all of these different places. Yeah, you know, we definitely have to take a, you know, what 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 is our billions of dollars that we're handing over to these organizations paying for? Uh, I want to well, know. I
1: want to know. Now's the, tax the tax. climate, because the Democrat mafia, the morons that vote for Letitia James and Joe Biden, they like the idea of suing people who have profited. So we're suing right now, Letitia is suing uh, uh, Donald, uh, Donald Trump, and she also was suing the guy who stepped down from the NRA whatever the hell his name is, LaPierre or whatever. So they're suing him because he had lavish parties and flew around. But if you have oligarchs in in foreign lands that have been stealing billions of dollars, not repaying loans that we don't know how they even got them, what is the collateral, and they're just abandoned and paid for as we now pass an unbelievable threshold of $34 trillion, a bankruptcy amount, I think it's time that we maybe put a little leverage on because apparently it's a bipartisan issue we don't like profit so when it comes to profit of guys named Klaus Schwab who talk like he should have been on Hogan's Heroes I think it's time to uh, unite behind that do you think there's some steam there
2: I, I think there is but again we just have to really start paying attention to this I mean so much of our just kind of uh, and, and I'm not blaming anybody there's just seemingly just so many different important topics that we all have to be paying attention to at any given moment and all of that but we're missing the, you know, 600-pound Klaus Schwab in the corner there yeah. that really needs some of this attention. And, oh. uh, you know, when you have these clips of him talking about how, you know, his organization through the Young Global Leaders group is able to penetrate government administrations across the world. And he brags about how the Justin Trudeau administration, is is uh, the cabinet, is composed of half of Young Global Leaders. Uh, members. and It's just like that amount of influence is an an incredible amount of influence that deserves attention. We need to be paying attention to this and understanding what they're doing on behalf of their constituents uh, on a global stage.
1: Maybe if men in this country stop watching steroid freaks in costumes chase balls, we could maybe get something and focus on the fact that the son of a Third Reich is the leader of the Fourth Reich and start identifying it for what it is. But if it does happen, it'll be Thanks to you and the uh, In the Tank podcast and Stopping Socialism TV, the Heartland Institute. Donald Kendall, thank you for always making time. I appreciate you. Oh, Thank you for having me on.